Oh man, welcome back to the gray space. I'm Zeke. That is Dre. Yes, sir. And we got another good one for you guys this week. Yes, yes, yes. Make sure you subscribe to become part of the tribe. Do us right. Hit that like and comment if you are rocking with the content. Now, we got a special guest in the building. That we do. And, uh, you know, this is by way of the people. The people, Mm -hmm. the people were like, look, man, we like your interviews, man. Mm -hmm. We like everything you do. But this particular one, we need them back. Right. So we made some phone calls. Chased him down through flights, mm-hmm. through the mountains. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he had to come down. He had to come down to come, come down see to us. The you desert. know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because he's a busy man. He's out here doing a lot. But we're so glad to have him back in the gray space. We've got Mr. Aram Chavez back in the building. What's going on, Aram? Man, I am. I, I got to have you guys intro to me for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, I yeah, appreciate man. it. Yeah, no, welcome, man. This, this is great. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, uh, first of all, how's everything been? How you been? Great. Things are going great. You know, it's, uh, as everybody knows, or if you hadn't didn't listened to the last podcast, uh, I'm, a, uh, I'm an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. I'm a financier, and I'm a teacher. Mm-hmm. And so, all three of those things are hitting, and then the family is, you know, n- sometimes no news is good news there, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So exactly. It's, yeah. Everything is good. Everything yeah. is good. So, you just took a vacation. Where'd you go? Went if to, you don't mind me asking. Uh, went to... Uh, well, it's been a busy summer. We went to went to went to Europe, uh, nice. did France, did Austria, mm-hmm. um, little Germany, and then uh, and then came back, and then back to Barcelona and in Mallorca, and then a little bit of California. Okay, and so it's been a it's been a good summer. That's good. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got there before everybody started. To, now everybody's starting to head back out there. Right, 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 but, right. Yeah, it's been good been great awesome well um let's just get into the meat man because you know obviously these times it's it's actually kind of funny because when we talked last time we we talked a lot about the the 08 recession Mm -hmm. and fast forward to now it's been i want to say about a year yeah um and fast forward to now and things that have transpired not only within the last year but within the last six months, mm-hmm. how crazy, how deja vu-ish mm-hmm. it's gotten out here um, with inflation and, and just the financial times for everybody right now. Um, and that's why I think it's great that you're on at this time that you came back through because people have questions. People yeah. have questions, right? The, the regular Joe Schmoes of the world who aren't well-versed in some of this stuff, they have questions. If people are trying to figure out where can I get my next dollar? How can I, you know, investments is a big conversation now, more than it was a year ago. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? More people are talking about investing mm. and doing all these kind of things. So let's 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 talk about first of all, yeah. what, what's your opinion on everything that's going on right now? So well, we you know we're we're in a crisis on top of a crisis on top of a crisis, right? right. I mean, we've got gas prices, food prices, everything's going up, right? right? Mm-hmm. Inflation labor shortages, yep. supply chain issues mm-hmm. globally. I mean, you, there are things that you can't get, still cars are hard to buy, mm-hmm. stuff like So we're on a crisis on top of a crisis. And I'm glad that we're talking today because, you know, we're not gonna let a, a, a good crisis go to waste. Right. right. And so we're gonna talk about money today. Yeah. We're gonna talk about money. We're gonna talk about um, smart money specifically. And this good. is something that, that I think and I and just to give a, a, a background a little bit about me, so I you know I grew up uh, 
uh, in a single parent household. Uh, you know, no no easy way to put it. Dad skipped out on us when I was you know four or five years old. Right. Mother running three jobs, and you know it, it wasn't easy. Right. right. It wasn't easy, and so not growing up with any money you don't really learn about how money works right? right and so so i want to set the table with that and now we're gonna i want to i want to talk a little bit now how did i get into understanding what real money is you know i, I being you know I, I i like to say from humble roots but the reality it was poor we were poor right mm-hmm. you know and and uh, i have a buddy of mine and he'll be on this podcast sometime soon troy troy swope and we have um powdered milk uh stories yeah and uh and in fact he was telling me that he was he was uh he was embellishing a little bit with one of his kids and, and he said oh I, gr- I grew up on powdered water and and one of his kids said, what what do you put in that dad what are the ingredients <laughs> of powdered water right, uh, right but uh but no so so I, I was lucky that that uh that i had mentors and you know for those of you who you know i, I don't i don't like people to i don't want ever people to think that uh they're self-made men and women mm-hmm. right e- everybody's got to have somebody that believes in them mm-hmm. that's that's it you know for you sure. don't you don't just climb this mountain by yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Or else you, you know, you'll be using a spoon uh, to move a mountain. If you got people that believe in you, now you got shovels, right? So, mm-hmm. so the reality of it is, um, I started really basic, just working on uh, you know my education in terms of finance. So that meant just subscribing to things like the Wall Street Journal way mm-hmm. back in the day, right. and um, and then I progressed into. Uh, I progressed into finance and investment banking, and and I got to tell you, um, you don't need to be a finance major. You don't need to be a, a business major. There are a lot of common sense things, and I and I want to, and that that's how we're going to jump in today, is I want to talk about um, how we think about money, and then how how wealthy people think about money. Mm, so yeah. I'm, I'm talking about. Um, I'm not talking about your, you know, your average millionaire. I'm talking about people that have, and it's, you know, it's sometimes hard for me to even fathom, but there are a lot of people out there that have hundreds of millions or billions, right? And, and how do they think? And what's the difference? And so, mm-hmm. so the way I want to, I want to jump into this is growing up, um, my mother, she, she was a saver. She was a saver, mm-hmm. which meant that the air conditioning went on twice a day in the summer. And for those three minutes, it was heaven. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, 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 so, for sure. And, Stand and, right under the right, yeah, <laughs> just heaven, right? And yeah. uh, and that was a treat. But but uh, she'd always say, you know, mijo, uh, mijo, um, if you don't have cash to pay for it, then then don't buy it, mm. right? right? Don't 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 use a credit card. Mm. Don't uh, you know if you don't have cash? And so that's the that's the whole Benjamin Franklin. A penny saved is a penny, penny earned, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Penny right. saved is a penny earned, and there's and th- and there's a lot of truth to that. There's right. a lot of truth to that, right? And and so I don't want to discount that because that's half of the equation. But as I started, you know, in my teens, you know, I'm watching and I'm, I'm aging myself. And your audience isn't going to most of your audience probably isn't going to know who the hell I'm talking about. But there were shows like Dallas, 
okay. and and uh, and Falcon Crest, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, you know all of these shows where you saw all these wealthy people, and I was like, what? What is it that these? How do how, how do I get there? Right. You know, how right. do I get to that pool? How do I get mm-hmm. to you know? And um, and so. I started, I started reading a bit more, and I noticed that because they, they were all reading the Wall Street Journal, they'd always have the Wall Street Journal on the on like a on a desk, desk or, table. or something, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's how I that's how I you know it was by accident. I was like, I got to get whatever that wall thing is, right? right. And mm-hmm. and, right. Uh, and and so then we hear the old adage, and you've heard this many times: it takes money to make money, mm-hmm. right? So so my mom was saying, you know, you know what you you don't. Uh, don't spend unless you can pay cash for it. And that's that's one half of the equation. But I started thinking, you know, I don't think I'm gonna get I don't think I'm gonna get wealthy that way. Mm. I mean, you gotta make a lot of money. Right. Right. <laughs> to, right. To, to you know, and 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 so so the other half is, you know, it takes money to make money. I started to think, well, what does that mean? And and um, and it's it's somewhat the opposite of you know it, 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 it you know a penny saved is a penny earned, and this is leverage, right? So I want you to think about money as as leverage, right? Not not just something to to buy shit with, right? right. It's leverage, and and so you've got a a certain amount. It could be a very small amount, but that can be leveraged to buy something else, right? Right. right. And so what I want you to think about. And this is part of the entrepreneurship mindset, right? Is you know one person's expense is another person's income, mm-hmm. right? Mm. So 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 you can buy, but now now if you use too much, then that's what my mom was afraid of, right? If right. you use too much leverage, mm-hmm. then guess what? Your credit cards, you got more to pay. I'm just taking notes over here. Oh, you got more to pay yeah. than what you got coming in, mm-hmm. right? And that's what my mother was afraid of. Right. But right. It's that that extreme by itself isn't going to make you wealthy. And then this extreme over here, there's a high probability you could just completely go bankrupt. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have to have a balance. So the first thing about money that I want you to realize is that you have to employ a penny saved as a penny earned. So that way you've got a little something that you can leverage mm. to then do something with. Right. And that could be, you know, in Arizona, there's a lot of people that, that use that in the housing market, right. the real estate, right? Mm-hmm. And and so you gotta be careful because in 08, and we talked about this in the last one, right. from 08 to as soon as as soon as the, the leverage shut off, right. Not everybody had a, you know, when the music stopped, not, not everybody had a chair to sit in. Right. Right. So, mm. so, so you've got to think about how much you're using. You got to be mm. careful with it. And you got to listen to, you know, that, that, that old saying, a penny saved is a penny earned. But that's how you create more wealth. Okay. Right. So you, you have to be able to leverage. And, and the other thing is, so that, that's the first concept. And, and now we're going to, you know, I want to take a little deeper dive into smart money and, and how smart money thinks. So, so you know, we've always been taught um, high risk, high reward, mm-hmm. right. right? If you're going to make money, and, you, and we think the people, so and this, is, this is a fallacy, we think that the people that are driving Bentleys, the people that have 
four or five houses, the people that that have a lot that they did and they got lucky, mm. you know, and 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 they rolled the dice, high risk, high return, and man, that it now just, they're good. Now they're good. Yeah, that that's not the way it works. Okay, it's not. It's, but but for us, that's what we've been told. Right, right. So if yeah. you're gonna make money, you're gonna you, you're gonna put all the chips on the yeah. table, and yeah. you just hope. No, and that's but that's not smart money. Mm-hmm. That's what. And and that's Vegas type money, right? Right, that's Vegas type mm-hmm. money, right? So, so the way smart money thinks is, and I know this is going to sound, and and both are are somewhat correct. So it's not either or, okay? Right, it's low risk, high return. That's how smart money thinks. Right, smart money thinks low risk, high return. Now I'm not I'm not going to uh, I'm not trying to advise people on stocks here or whatever but you think of companies like let's say let's say apple mm-hmm. apple has more money than any company on the planet right mm-hmm. so they've de-risked investors in the sense that they just have tons of cash right so there's low risk mm-hmm. right relatively speaking and then they can invest that money into a lot of different things right and give a high return does that make sense yeah. so 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 the way chief financial officers think, the way chief investment officers think, smart money at, at the very highest levels is not high risk, high return. Hmm. They're, not going, they're not going to Vegas to try to make more money on top of their money. They are looking for low risk, high return, okay? Right. And that's where we need to sepa- start separating ourselves from everybody else is instead of thinking, high risk, high return, and that's the only way we're gonna make things. I mean, how many of us, honestly, how many of us have thought, I'm just taking all of my nest egg, I'm going to Vegas, I'm putting it all in black, right? And, mm. and, and wouldn't it be great and I, I want it? Yeah. And then that's, oh, then I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm good. now I'm good. Now I got, now I got some breathing room. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember thinking that way a long time, mm. but that's, and that's the way a lot of, people teach finance though. I was gonna say a lot of times, some of the things that I've been seeing recently is that people are telling people that are kind of getting into investing is that do not, it's not gambling, it's it's investing. Yes, right. right? And so if you go into investing with a gambling mindset, normally you're gonna come out losing Losing. because it's the same thing with gambling, right? So yeah, go ahead. And and so to that point, no, this is a, this is a great point. Thank you for bringing that up. So, so to that point, I have, I have read, I think just about, I've read, there are a lot of financial books out there, right? And from Warren Buffett, George Soros, Peter Lynch, I mean, they, they all write these books. And then, and I remember my twenties, which was 20 some years ago, I remember my, in my 20s, I read every single one of those books, everything I could get my hands, and I still couldn't sleep at night. And they don't give you the secret sauce. Mm-hmm. They don't tell you, they tell you all the things, all this stuff, and you're like, oh, that makes sense, and this makes sense. And they tell you, okay, this is what I look at when I'm looking at financial statements or balance sheets, and, and it gets confusing. It's Sometimes it's really specific, but is it like, is that? Ju- is it just that? Right. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you that over the years, there there are a couple of things that 
real that smart money has in common. Okay. Is there a secret sauce? There are. Okay. Yes, there are. Right. And I'm going to give you a couple of them. Okay. Number one, always invest into people. Okay. You always invest into people. I remember you saying that yes. last time. And that's mm-hmm. that's so always invest in people because I, I've never everybody's model works. We talked about it last. Everybody's model works. I've never had anybody come to me and say, "Hey, Chavez." I need $5 million, but my model doesn't quite work. Mm. Nobody's ever going to say that to you, Mm -hmm. right? So all models work, right? right? Right. Your model may be similar to this model, but can you execute to it, right? Right. So so don't don't get caught up in people telling you, hey, we're doing just what, uh, you know, just what Apple is doing or or Tesla or or whoever. Okay. but can you execute right that model can, right. you and your team right and so so that that's that's number one is is now now that's if you're building a company or if you're investing into say a startup okay right now on the investing side this is what I and I have thought long and hard about this and I'm going to tell you I'm, I'm just I'm not wrong George Soros and Warren Buffett have different investment um, sectors different ways that they invest okay. right so yeah. soros george soros is a he synthesizes markets and he picks you know and he's he's doing currencies and and uh shorting stock he's doing he's doing all this hedge fund activity right mm-hmm. and and then buffett he he does what we call value investing he'll buy companies and and then he'll harvest that cash flow and then take that money and buy more companies. And so, but but the one thing they have in common, and this is the other thing that we can take as investors in the stock market, if you, you know, if that will just start there, is the reason why they outperform the markets every year is because they invest in perpetuity. So what that means is when you invest in perpetuity, that means if let's say let's say you you like a stock mm-hmm. and you start buying that stock and and then the market comes down, the market t- and it and it comes down with it. Do you know what Buffett and Soros do? They're prepared to double down. And then it comes down again. They're prepared to triple down. Okay. It comes down again. They are prepared to quadruple down. And that is, and so they're investing longer term, right? Right. Not for trades, right? And and here's the thing: trading. And I want to make sure everybody understands this because there's a lot of the audience. Because I, I, we have a lot of the same audience. I think yeah. I am teaching at ASU, and I, you know, same demographic probably, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, they say trading is a young person's game, and it is because trading. And I and and when I was in the financial markets, uh, in the investment banking world, I did some trading for for my firm, and and within a month I was burned out. Why? It's because trading is reactive. Okay. As opposed to what Buffett and Soros are doing, they're not reactive. They are proactive. They're saying this is this is this is my opportunity set. This is what I'm going to be investing into. And if things go down, I'm reinvesting. Okay. I'm not panicking. 
and things go down again, I'm reinvesting again. Things go down, I know what I know. And then and then they outperform the markets, not because they're trading mm. or they're selling at the peak and, and buying at the trough. They're all over the place. Right. They're not, they're, you know, we think of, we always think of, oh, I gotta sell at the top and we gotta, you know, buy at the bottom and, right. you know, the buy low sell mentality. That's great if you can do it once or twice in your life. Okay. If you're if you're if you're lucky, right? Mm-hmm. But we don't ha- we don't need to be lucky. We need to follow some basic principles, and that secret sauce, what Warren Buffett and what George Soros do is they are prepared when they make an investment. And so, for your audience, you make an investment into a, a stock. Mm-hmm. It comes down. If the if the if the fundamentals are there, if the company is there, that you believe the cash is there, why not buy more, mm. right? And if they're buying more of their own stock, that's usually a pretty good sign. Right. Now, I'm not saying this is 100%. Again, I'm not trying to give advice on any particular stock. Mm. I'm just saying that the mindset with smart money is different than with everybody else. What happens when things go down? Most of the times we pull the parachute, we're out. Right. right. I, I, I don't. I, I can't lose anymore. Right. Yeah, that kind of goes back to the gambling aspect, though. Like, right. Like when you're going to gambling and you keep losing and losing, yeah. I'm out. I'm right. Yeah, well, I, I might as well take whatever what left. Yeah. What I have left right. to get the heck out. And that's you know? react. That's like yeah. trading. That's trading. Right. That's okay. trading. That's reactive. You're things. You know. You've got a certain. And you're and you got these little rules in your head. Okay, I'm going to get out when this is. With, with the house in Vegas always has more money than you, right? Right. So it's just, right. some, so with gambling, it's just a matter of time before they take yours. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you may be up, uh, let's just say hypothetically, you may be up 10 million mm-hmm. and think you're doing great. If you keep gambling, the house has a billion. They're gonna keep putting money out. Yep. And you're gonna keep putting, and then that they'll take that, they'll have that 10 million. Oh, easy. Right. You know, so, so that, yeah. and it's more reactive, right? Yeah. Right. Um, and so, so we have to be smarter than that. We have to think about how how do the wealthiest people in the world think, and and it's contrary to what a lot of us have been taught. The other point that I wanted to make is we've all been taught, and you've heard this from financial advisors, and you've heard this from people you know, and maybe teachers and whatnot. Is is um, you know don't put all your eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right now, this is this is not wrong. Okay, I'm not. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. Again, I don't want to make uh, your audience feel like this is wrong, but I want to talk about how smart money thinks. So, so don't put all your eggs in one basket. Is is just a phrase for diversification, mm-hmm. right? Well, you got to diversify, so that way, if you, you know, if shit hits the fan, well, not you know, you're not losing everything, right? right. You've got you've got some bonds, you've got some stocks, and you know, well. That's not wrong, but there's an and plus. Okay. Okay. So it's not either or. The way smart money thinks is, and it, just follow me on this. Okay. Diversification <laughs> is a minimization of profits. So smart money, so there's a flip side of these coins, right? So okay. that's what we need to be thinking about. Wait a minute. So the first thing I said was, you know, uh, you know, when it came to money, was you know about about the the um, well the diversification. Well, this would be the second thing. The diversification makes sense, but think of the wealthiest people on the planet. 
were they diversified or did they have all of their eggs in one basket? So the first thing I said is low risk, high return, mm -hmm. right. right? Low risk, high return. Bill Gates, Elon Musk, mm -hmm. I mean, the list goes on and on, Facebook, Zuckerberg, you know, they have de-risked again their companies and they and they have large chunks, they have all their eggs in one basket. Right. So so does that mean and so here's the thing, does having all your eggs in one basket mean that you're that you're you're playing too loose? Right. No. Does and, and it's a hard concept. But does having all your eggs in one basket mean that uh, that that you're you're in a riskier position than if you were diversified? No. Okay. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. You can have both. So it's it's not and or or. I just want you to know that w when smart money starts, it, it, you know, when they start looking at investments, they don't look at oh. I'll, you know, I'm going to put, you know, 5 million, 10 million into this. When they find a low risk, high return, mm -hmm. they go into a concentrated position. Mm. They go, they're, they're it's in. It's a commitment. They're in. Yeah. They're in. And then they're in for the long haul. Right. You see how these three tenants work together? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So, so you got the low risk, high return. Right. You've got the concentrated position, mm -hmm. okay? And you've got the long haul, mm -hmm. which is somewhat contrarian to what we've all been taught. Right. We've been taught high risk, high return. Diversification is how you gotta roll. Right. And and if things go, you know, things go down, you, you gotta Get pull it. Like you're in Vegas, yeah, yeah. you gotta pull it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's not how smart money thinks. Mm -hmm. Right, right. That's not how smart, smart money is, the, now again, I want to make sure that the audience knows that those are not wrong. Those those three are not wrong concepts, mm -hmm. but there are other concepts to think about. So let me ask you something. So let's just say, you know, somebody who doesn't have maybe have a ton of money, right? But wants to invest. Let's just say a thousand dollars or something. Right. Like I, I, yep. I want to get started yep. somehow, right? Yep. And I have a thousand dollars in my savings. It's not doing anything in my savings. It's like growing. It's not. Sure. It's just sitting there. Do you? So, say it was me. Like, would it be better just to take that thousand dollars and invest it in one particular company that I truly like? I go all in on that company. Basically, it's all on black, basically, in a sense, right? In a like, sense. In a sense. You know, like, okay, I'm just going to just go for the long haul on this. That's it. But here's the thing. You have to be prepared to keep investing. So it's not just, I hope this $1,000 makes me $10 million. Right. It's this $1,000, and this is where the discipline of, and this is where the Soros's and, and Buffett's also differ from everybody else is that when they put money in, they put it in tranches, meaning that they put it in, okay, I'm buying again, mm. I'm buying again. I'm, but they know in their head, I'm gonna be putting X amount in, 
but my first is going to be a thousand dollars. We'll just mm. use that. My mm -hmm. first investment into this company is going to be a thousand dollars. My second is going to be maybe twenty five dollars a month. Does that make sense? Yes. Gotcha. That, yeah. So and, okay. and 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 it doesn't matter where the stock is. Mm -hmm. There's you're constantly constantly you made the yes. commitment. Mm -hmm. You made that commitment. Okay. And you keep on keeping on. As an example, Warren Buffett, I think, bought. Uh, he bought. 49%, and I could be wrong on, on the company and, and maybe even the percentage, but I, I, I recall reading somewhere that he bought 49% of Geico like in 1965 or something. Okay. Something a long time ago, right? For like nine million bucks. And then he ended up paying for the rest, he ended up spending a few billion. Right. For the other 50%. Okay. Mm. You know, but he, and he was trying to buy more and more and more. Um, so, so that was a concentrated position, mm -hmm. right? And, and it was for a long time. Right. And so the secret sauce, you're not going to read it in the books. Mm -hmm. The secret sauce is really about, okay, I've got my nest egg. And you're, here's the thing. You can't touch it to then go, Invest you know, somewhere else. buy a car or something. Okay. Or buy, yeah. Or, yeah, this is, this is it. Mm -hmm. You're going to keep on... And most people say, okay, I'm going to put it in. And let's just say you have a really good year. Let's say it goes up 30%. Mm -hmm. So now you've got $1,300. Right. Mm -hmm. So th that's great. But imagine if you would have been putting after a year, let's say you would have been just putting in 25 bucks a month every month. Right. It's not 13 anymore. It's going to be closer to... 15, right. 16, right? right, And then, so so in after 10 years, let's look at this from a long-term. So Warren Buffett's 90-some. Mm -hmm. And you would think, well, I mean, maybe his timeline's got to start coming a little, getting a little shorter, right? I right. mean, mm -hmm. but he's already a multi, multi-billionaire, right? Right. He's, he doesn't, he knows he's not going to live another 30 years. Right, I mean, right. to 120. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to try to predict when people pass them. It's not what I mean to say, but but he's gonna. The point is, he's gonna invest right the same way that, that he, he did always has, mm. which I, is those three tenets. Yeah. Can I ask you about because uh, you said investing in in people, and I agree with that. But how would how do you know, like a particular company, like you know, <clears throat> that I want to invest in that company if I don't know the person. You know what I'm saying? This is this is where you've got to start following, and you got to and look. You can look at you know for for better or for worse. You can look at people like Elon Musk. Mm -hmm. You know, for better or for worse, back in the day it was Steve Jobs, mm -hmm. um, and and they've all had their hiccups. And, and Elon Musk has had a quite a few uh, hiccups the last the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. and, you know, some sloppiness. And mm -hmm. I, I don't want to take away from his. Um, you know, from his innovation and you know some of right. his his brilliance or a lot of his his brilliance period, but but he's been a little sloppy, right? Mm -hmm. And and Jobs was too. Jobs at the age of twenty nine, Steve Jobs was crowned you know the the king of computers, mm -hmm. king of technology. At thirty, he was fired from Apple. Right. So you know, so do they? And he was you know still a billionaire, right? Mm -hmm. But so did he make some mistakes? Yes, I would want to say. But then when he got back into Apple. Took things off. things mm -hmm. started to take off, right? right. And and uh, and not to not to 
digress here, but Steve Wozniak was uh, he needed Steve Wozniak and Wozniak needed him. So mm. I don't want to make it sound like job it was just jobs because mm. in the early days it was Wozniak's technology. Okay, but that goes again, back to your original point. Everybody you can't do it on your own. You Everybody can't do it on that's it. Right. Now. And and so you have to have people that believe in you. So but to your point, you've got to look at the leadership. Right, you've got to look at the leadership, and there's there's one thing, and and I wasn't going to really. Uh, this is not part of the discussion, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. Um, I I love love watching the Marvel movies. I love watching mm-hmm. Superman. I mean, I love watching all this stuff. But we've gotten, I think, as a society here in the U.S., we've fallen in love with our, our superpowers. You're like, what's your superpower? Mm-hmm. Well, my superpower is, and you know, my superpower is probably sleeping. Uh, but but you know but but the reality of it is we don't have superpowers. Okay. We are not super. It, it's about. It, I'm going to tell you what what I think is is better than a superpower. It's being able to make decisions better than everybody else, and that means knowing things about money, like right. those three things. Right. right? We don't have superpowers. We want to mm. we want to empower people by saying. You know, you've got a superpower, and you, no, you don't. I got news for you. You don't. You know, and I may be an anti-motivator here. I don't mean to be that way, but <laughs> no, no, no. But, but I want to play it real. You know, you, yeah. The way the way you make it is you make better decisions, and you got to work. Yeah. And you know, and that's another reason why I'm here is because talking about entrepreneurship, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 side hustles or whatever you want to call it, right? We all mm. need, we all need, and this is my 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 belief. And I run this way. We all need five or six sources of income. Mm-hmm. It's not not one, not two, five or six. We need to be. We need to be. Here's the thing: in the U.S., we work a lot. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I, you know, we were in Europe quite a bit. In Europe, they they work to live. Here, we live to work. to work. Yeah. So yeah. if we're gonna do that. Then you, we need to be having multiple. So one could be uh, your your day job. Mm-hmm. Another could be investing into companies right. long term, mm-hmm. doubling down, tripling down, quadrupling down um, in a concentrated position. Mm-hmm. And I like that. And I and I know there's going to be a lot of advisors out there. For, you know, I I work with chief financial officers, CEOs, chief investment officers. I work with a lot of a lot of so I know I know the mentality. Right. Right. And and again the diversification part, it's not wrong. Mm-hmm. But is there another side? There is. And so but we need to have we need to have more side hustles. We need to have things that that be and because that's gonna lead to something else, it's gonna lead to something else. You never know. And this may this may not work, but but we we if you're going to work 12 14 hour days you want some of that to be on your own of course for you, for yeah. your own yeah family for your own life for your for own sure. you know for your own retirement for your own and and and, and I'm going to tell you I know that a lot of the audience is working two or three jobs mm-hmm. and I like that but one of those jobs has got to either be for yourself or with somebody that's going to be, you know, where you have equity, where you've got skin in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and and uh, and that to me is could be. And the other the other part of this is, you know, I don't believe in. And maybe we talked about it in the last in the last podcast, but I don't believe that um, you know you can keep a job for thirty years and you get a gold watch at the end of the you know right. It, it, that, yeah, we those, did, yeah, we did talk about that. Those yeah. days are long are gone, long gone for sure. And so there's no there's no I, there's no security. And what I love about about this country in particular is we hire people on the drop of a dime. Unfortunately, the flip side is we fire people on the drop of a dime. Very true. But it keeps us, it keeps us fresh, it keeps mm-hmm. us moving. And so that's why I think if you can find something that, that a side hustle, side gig, whatever it may be, two or three of them, mm-hmm. spend some time with it every day. I a got a bit quick question. I don't mean yep. to interrupt you, but staying on that topic, how would you how would you go about finding that side hustle right because i think a lot there's a i think the average american middle income low income always looking for a way to make more money doing something on the side right yeah and not everybody has a certain skill maybe in certain fields right you have people who are electricians who can now do that on the side mm-hmm. plumbers whatever right uh, but how is like the average Joe Jane finding that side hustle? What how how would they go about finding what it is? So this and it and it starts. This is such a great question. This is uh, it starts even before you find it. You've got to find partners. Okay. Think of think of uh, Paul Allen and Bill Gates. Think of Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak. Mm. You know, look at you two. You have to find partners. Yeah. You can't just try to damn the torpedoes and go it alone. Right. Mm-hmm. right. You know, yeah. you got so before you even think about what your side hustles are going to start being or what your entrepreneurial dream is, you've got to find partners. Okay. And that and that helps. So it, it helps in so many different ways. We're it's and it's not about whether or not you're smart enough or not. It's about it's not it's not one plus one equals two. It's one plus one equals three, mm-hmm. right? You know, so so Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak, it was more bandwidth. Mm-hmm. They had more. Uh, they were doing different things. Mm. They were complementing each other. Yeah. In their case, it was a front wheel back wheel. Yeah. Scenario. I, we talked I about that. that. I, I love, love that. that. And yeah. and uh, and so so before you even think about what it is that I'm going to be doing to make extra cash. Mm-hmm. And that extra cash is going to go into, not to your lifestyle, by the way. I want to make sure because what happens a lot of times is you start making this extra cash and you're like, oh, now I can afford you know, this watch right. or whatever. No, no, no. You put that into that long-term, mm-hmm. double-down, concentrated position mm-hmm. and, and you keep putting it in there. Right, and then that's how you'll your nest, and then that's and then that's a form of leverage, right? Mm. And so, mm. so, but nonetheless, you've got to have, uh, you've got to start stacking a team mm. of people that you trust, uh, people that work hard, mm. right? And and here's the thing, it's it's not, it, it has to be, has to be people you trust, because there's a lot of people out there that work hard and that are smart. Yep. But maybe don't have the same ethical component. Yep, that's very true. And I've been burned. I'm going to be honest. With you. I've been burned. I wish I could say that that 
I learned that and I followed it to a T and I never been burned. Right. Uh, no, you know, it, it's happened to me a couple of times. Yeah. Right. And, and, uh, and so you have to find people that you trust that you can run with, you roll with that, that, you know, when, when shit gets, you know, starts getting high, they're going to run through it mm -hmm. with you. Right. Yeah. And they're going to bleed with you. They're going to cry with you. And that's, that's part of entrepreneurship. Right. Right. You know, and it, again, I'm, I'm qualified to speak here only because I've cried in my pillow. Yeah. Right. And that, and that's, that's the reality of it. Um, but then you guys can start figuring out the men and the women can start figuring out, okay, let's do this. Yeah. That's how it works. Okay. That's how, and it might not, I got, I, I got, you know, we talk about, um, you know, doing something that you love. You know, um, there's a lot of things that I do in my side hustles that I don't love, hmm. but I do them. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, so not everything, you know, we, I think we have this other fallacy, which is, you know, the first is, and again, I hate to burst people's bubble, you know, you don't have a superpower. Right. You've got, you, you can get partners and you can make really good decisions, mm. right? That, that's, that's the first thing. Um, I remember seeing a Chris Rock video or a, a concert one time on, on TV, and he was talking about how that, you know, being in Vegas at an ATM, nothing good at three in the morning. You right. know, that's not that's not yeah. a good decision, right? right? You're, right. you're not nothing nothing good is going to come out of that, exactly. Right? So yeah, yeah. so so you got to make good decisions. Got to have the right partners, um, and and. Uh, and you got to have the partners that, that you trust. And again, that compliment, the front wheel, back wheel. Mm -hmm. But um, but here's the thing, you know, life, life is short. And and so you may ha and you may have multiple partners for for different for things. different things. Right. Yes. Yes. Now, that leads me to the next important point, which is uh, I want to talk about the word structure. Okay. I'm going to talk about structure a little bit. So every one of your audience members that's that's got some entrepreneurial endeavor, side hustle again, whatever we want to call it, um, needs to have an LLC on the minimum. Everybody needs to have a corporation. There are a lot of advantages to having a corporation. And that structure, that's gonna give you more structure. And here's the thing, if you're if if you don't it's kind of like and I'm not I'm not somebody that loves taxes. Mm -hmm. Right, uh, I don't know anybody that really does, <laughs> but but you only value what you pay for, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're paying for a license to be incorporated, mm -hmm. you're going to take it more seriously. Mm -hmm. um, if you're if you're paying for something, you're gonna you're just gonna you're gonna feel more responsible to it, right? Mm -hmm. And an LLC, you get your own social security number and you're going to have to file taxes for it too. Right. And it's a, you know, now you're like, uh-oh, wait a minute. It's, a, it's not just me. Yeah. But it actually will help to, and I'm not a tax avoider. Uh, uh, it's, it's tax mitigation, if you will, just trying to minimize your tax liability. Um, you, you wonder why uh, wealthy people pay less in taxes as a percentage than than everybody else. It's because they've got corporations. I'm so glad you're bringing this up right now. And and so structure is something that 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 we all need to be aware of. And let me tell you something. In Arizona, it's sixty five dollars to incorporate. 
your LLC. Sixty-five dollars. That ain't nothing. That's nothing. nothing. And it's another thirty if you expedite it so that it doesn't come in thirty days, like it comes in the next you know twenty-four hours. Right. And and then you have to once once you're incorporated, and that would be ArizonaAZCC.gov, right? Uh-huh. You got your partner. Or partners, mm-hmm. right? And then you guys figure out which direction you're going. Then you can incorporate. But then you got to go to the irs.gov and get a tax ID number, just like your social security number. Mm. And and then you go to the bank, and now you've got a bank account, yep. a tax ID, and huh. a an LLC. And that LLC, you can add or subtract partners. And that could be investors. Yep. They could be partners like employees that you're like hey i I can't pay you but i'm going to give you a piece of equity i know that game all too well Mm. right and and that and but that's good yes because because now they've got sweat equity in it yep they're going to bleed cry in their pillow with you and you guys are going to figure it out together Mm. and and so my job i think you know today is to give people a map Right, and you know that structure is pretty simple. It's it's not on the investment side. We talked about that map. Just thinking about, just think about the flip side of those coins, right? Instead right. of instead of diversification, how about concentration? Yeah, you know these are things that I love that that uh, you know instead of instead of trading like you're in, you know you're in Vegas, it's it's longer term. Yeah, almost like a marriage. Like yes, it's exactly yeah, it. It's the commitment. It's like okay, we're in here. Yes, it. So death it. do us part. That's you right. Know what I mean? That's it. That's right. That's you up. know, all things are going bad. We're gonna lock ourselves in a room and figure this out. And then mm-hmm. you know, kind of doubling down on yes. it, right? I have. I have a. I love that. I, I'm, I'm not. Uh, and I'm not. I'm not heavy into real estate. Um, I never have been, but because uh, I'm more on the financial side with companies talking right. about like what we're talking about today. But I have a buddy in Vegas and he's about 70 years old and he still owns the first property he ever bought in his 20s. Out wow. There. And he has never, and you know, he's got his own plane. He's, you know, he, he didn't trade. He didn't trade up. He didn't, you know, maybe, and maybe he could have made money if he sold at the peak in 07. Who was to know though? Right. I mean, if I knew, if I really knew, guess what? I, you know, I'd be talking about something else. I'd be talking about trading or something. But right. I, you don't know. And that's why, and neither does Warren Buffett and neither does George Soros. They're not reactive. They're, hey, the market tank, what do you think they did? Do you think they sat on their hands and cried like everybody else? Mm. They may have cried. <laughs> you know, I'm right. sure they did. But, but yeah. what did they do? They sucked it up and mm. they said, we're buying more. Mm. And we're going to buy more again. Mm. And we're going to buy. So from 08 to 12, they kept buying and buying and buying. And a lot of their peers are gone. Mm. They got they got wiped out. They didn't. They sold. They took the losses. And they walked home with their tail between their legs. Yeah. And not Soros, not Buffett. And there's a bunch of others, too. Those, those are the most popular, right? Yeah. And, and, uh, and they had that fortitude to just keep investing in perpetuity right i i, I want to make a comment and kind of going back uh just a little bit about finding the right partner um it that you know it is so 
it's an honor to do this with him because this is our side hustle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, we have regular jobs, but this is one of our side hustles that we do. For sure. And I, I want to speak to everybody out there as well that how important it is because he will give, he'll say something to me and I'll be like, wait, what? And then we'll, <laughs> right, right, I'll right. think about it, right? We don't need answers right away, but he might be go, you know, we need to change this. What do you think about it? And I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll let you know. And mm-hmm, like, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit. Maybe I have an answer right then and there. But most of the time I don't. Most of the time I'm like, I have never thought about it that way. And vice versa. And it goes back to the front wheel, back wheel, right? And we're constantly changing spots, right? And I'll do the same thing to him. This isn't working. You know, we need to go down a different That's path. Yeah. You know, um, and then also on the structure side of it, you know, having structure uh, and building upon that structure is, I mean, so important. But and then yep. I think that's so tied into your partner, yeah, you absolutely. know, as well, because that also gives you structure. You're almost reliable or relying on, you know, the other partner and vice versa. Yeah. It's this, this, for lack of a better term, like this uh, give and take, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that's going on, yeah. you know, back and forth you know, between your partner, you know, and who you trust, because to be quite honest, you know, there are times where we're like, man, this isn't working. What are we doing? You know, and we're both, you know, in a sense, (laughs) crying about it. Right. And like, and you figured out, damn it. Right. You know, and it, and it, sometimes it takes a couple weeks to get out of that. Yes. You know, and something always comes about, right. And Mm. something always happens. And Mm. it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah when you start seeing the actual workings of it, yeah, right? right? And you're like, that's weird, that's crazy. But then you, something will stumble block you again. Yeah. You know? Always. And, and and there's the always curve. something. That's the growth curve. Yeah, and it's crazy. You know, in, in, in academics, they always show this beautiful parabolic line, right? Mm-hmm. Growth. It's like, it's, it's like this, it's a step, and sometimes it's a step, yeah. and then sometimes yeah. it's a step backwards. Yeah. There's no, you know, it, but eventually you'll get here. But it's not this beautiful trajectory. Right. It is. Right. You know, it's it's back. Sometimes you're you're like, wait a minute, I'm, I think I'm further back than I when I started, mm-hmm. and that's okay because you got to. Re- but that's the beauty of a partnership. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you, when you find that partner, you you'll find that you'll end up doing more things. Yeah. With them, and For then sure. and then you'll bring on other partners, but you'll confer with it and be like, she, uh, what do you think of her? Yes. Yes. What do you All think? the time. You know? All the time. Yeah. And, uh, and let's, let's, let's test it out. Yeah. Let's test it out. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's, that's the way you start off with your side hustle. In my opinion is you find the right person and then you start moving forward on whatever endeavor that you, you know, you, that you want to do. So I, I, I do have a question. And that is, is it a good time in 2022 summer, as we're recording this, uh, a good time to actually start a business? It's a, it's when, when there are times of crisis, it's the best time. I keep hearing that best time because, because while most people are sitting on their hands, wondering and complaining about gas prices and, and politics, whatever, whatever it is, right. There's people that are saying, no, we're going, we're going forward. Yeah. We're not, we're, we could sit there like everybody else mm-hmm. and, and cry about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Or we can do something about it. And here's the beautiful thing. When the economy does come back, 
and it, it will. It will. Mm-hmm. Then you're already positioned. You're already and ready. And then everybody that was crying is now, oh, I'm going to, oh, now I'm getting They're it. trying right. to jump in. But you've yeah. already got a, a brand. You've got, you're established. You're positioned. You, you've got sales. You're, you're, you, you've, you, and you've t- taken risk during the toughest of times. Right. Mm-hmm. So now you know. Now, yes. And, the, mm-hmm. and that should give you confidence to be able to. And this is again. This goes back to to Buffett and Soros too. They've taken the risks in the in the toughest of times, mm-hmm. right? And now they don't always win. You know, Warren Buffett sold his airline stocks at the lowest price ever, right? Mm-hmm. And and uh, and and lost a, bo- a boatload of money. Not he. You know, he didn't follow, in my opinion, some of his tenants that that I fall right mm-hmm. he, he panicked maybe a little bit maybe he made a you know conscious decision but it, it it's, but the point is he, he's human right right, right. <laughs> it's not you know but in the end you 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 got to find the partner you've got to de-risk yourself by continuing to invest in 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 whether it be equipment again one person's expenses or another person's income yeah right? mm-hmm. and yeah, and that's what that's where you guys the audience I'm saying needs to find what is it that people are going to spend money on. Here, here's something that might be shocking. The, the, the biggest, most expensive brands in the world: Chanel, uh, Dior, Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. Mm-hmm. Guess what they Rolex. Guess what they've been doing the last two years. You would think with the economy and everything contracting they've they've got lines out yep the door i've heard this i heard and, that and you can go you go to you go to scottsdale fashion square there, mm-hmm. there's at the louis vuitton there's gonna be a line out that door yeah. on today yeah mm-hmm. and and so that that brings me to something else when when you find what your what, what your entrepreneurial endeavor what your hustle is going to be I want to. I want to. I want to make sure that your audience knows that there's that there's a couple of really key points to to selling, and and one is going to be your pricing, and the other is going to be the quality of whatever you do. Right now, I call it. I call it guilty and delighted. Okay. I want. I want whatever you're going to do, whatever that side hustle is going to be. I want you to charge more. And I want you to give, and because what happens when you go when you go to the iPhone store and you buy a new iPhone, right. you know you're overpaying. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, but but guess what? You're so delighted, mm. and you feel so guilty, mm. but you want more of it. And what is Louis Vuitton? Louis Vuitton, you know. You're overpaying for that mm. handbag, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but don't you feel so delighted with it when you got it, right? Or, or that wallet, or, mm. or whatever it may right. be. You feel guilty, and that's what people want. Mm-hmm. They want people, and so, so everybody, everybody spends up on something. Mm-hmm. Some people spend up on technology. Some people spend up on fashion. Some people spend up on. On haircuts, I, I don't have that problem, but uh, but but, but but you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah. Everybody spent will spend up on something, mm-hmm. 
And so what I don't want your audience to think is, well, in order for me to compete, I have to, I have to sell my product or service, most likely it'll be a service cheaper than the brand name out there, mm-hmm. than the legacy competitor out there. And that's what they want you to do because they know you don't have their efficiencies. You don't have their distribution. You don't have their money. You don't have their bandwidth. You don't have their brand name. You don't have anything. And yet you're going to charge less. So your your margins are are like this. Yeah. Mm. You're not making any money. No. And and so when you go and that's why so many so many entrepreneurs go out of business is because they're not charging more. And their idea is, and they've been taught this, we've all been ingrained, just like we talked about at the beginning of the show, we've all been ingrained to believe that, that um, you know, in order for you to compete, you've got to, you, you've got to give higher quality at a lower price so you can take more market share. Right. And that couldn't be further from the truth. You've got to, you've got to give higher quality at a higher price. Again, guilty and delighted. It's almost like a double entendre, right? Yeah, yes, it that's is. right. Because you, you feel guilty maybe charging some of these prices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they buy it, yes. you feel delighted, yeah. too. <laughs> I, I, here's, here's a, here's yeah. a reality. I, I have a buddy of mine. He's a professor. And he, he, left, uh, he left academia and started his own company, and he, and he was consulting. And he was consulting for, for big pharmas. Mm. And he, uh, he called me up one day, and he said, hey, I, I don't know where my pricing should be. And I feel really, feel really odd about charging a lot, mm-hmm. and um, and I want to give them the best value, and I want them to come back, and I want them to keep using me. And I said, uh, you know, you need to be at a premium price point. Yeah, premium price. You need to be high. You you need to be the Ferrari, right? You need to be the Louis Vuitton. You need mm-hmm. that's your pricing, right? And and so he called me up a month later. And he said, I didn't follow your advice. I went low. I wanted to make sure I got the, the, the gig. I wanted to make sure that they came back to me. And he said, uh, they called him up and said, look, your pricing is really low. Are you sure you know what you're doing? Mm. Mm. And a hard lesson. He yeah. should. And here's the other thing with pricing, and the audience needs to know this. Pricing only goes one way, down. So if you're already low, right? You're, you know, and that's why I'm not a big fan of freemium models. That's why I'm not a big fan of discounts because you're training your customer to get more from you for less, right? You need, you know, and, and there's that there's that old saying, you know, less is more. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been, I've I've lived that less is more life. There's also the flip side, more is more. Yeah. Right. You know, how about that? Yeah. You know, so so more is more. So so, I, I I want your audience to know that when they're charging for something, don't feel guilt. You shouldn't feel guilty about charging a premium. Mm-hmm. That's what you're worth. Mm-hmm. That's what your service is worth. That's what your quality is worth. Um, and and it could be, maybe maybe it's uh, I, I've got another buddy who has a trucking company, and he charges more. He guarantees that your 
shipment will be on time. And it's it's you know these big semi trucks yeah. and right. it delivers construction to and some people, a lot of people, he said, scoffed at him years ago. Mm-hmm. Scoffed at him. They're like, we're not paying that. Mm. How much does it cost to have your entire crew on a construction site standing there without the material? Mm. Right? And he guaranteed. And so they pay, people pay more. They, they okay, we got it. We'll pay more. So that way we know it we're is going to be here right. yeah. on time because I can't have my crew. So whatever that gap may be, you need to make sure that you're adjusting for it in a premium price. You know, you think about Louis Vuitton or Chanel. Louis Vuitton doesn't sell handbags. Louis Vuitton sells Louis Vuitton. Yes. Right? You know, <laughs> right. and that's that it. Uh, Chanel, same thing. Yeah. Chanel sells Chanel. For you're sure. not buying a bag, you're buying the C's that right. are on there. You yeah. know, and, and here's the one thing I, I that, that bothers me, and I'm in academia and I, I wrestle with some of the economists and when I'm when I'm in on campus, but um, econ. Right, so economics is, is uh, in my opinion, it's a soft science. It's not a hard science. Right. Now, there's a lot of great stuff, but I want I want the audience to know that that as as an entrepreneur, as whatever your side hustle is going to be, I want you to think about. And we talked about this last time: disequilibrium, mm. or maybe we didn't. Disequilibrium. Dis instead of equilibrium. So in academics. And what everybody knows, you know, when you think of econ, it's supply and demand, right? Mm-hmm. And what when they talk about supply and demand, they're talking about the intersection mm-hmm. of supply and demand. You know, you don't want to make any more ice cream cones than what you can sell. Right. And when you get to that perfect demand supply and that price, then you are in your equilibrium and your business is perfect. Mm. We did talk about this, I remember, yeah. It's it's bullshit. Yeah, you know we want disequilibrium. We want more demand than the supply. Week, the supply. That way we can charge more. Mm. And not everybody's our customer. That's the other thing. We I, I want the audience mm. to know that not everybody is your customer. You you know when you're charging a premium, you know so everybody wants a Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Can everybody have a Ferrari? No. 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 Right. So that's the difference. And so Ferrari charges a lot more. And and you you know and, and if you're into Ferraris or watches or whatever it may be, that's dis, that's the perfect example of I want to say disequilibrium, much more demand right than there is supply, mm-hmm. and we're seeing that even now today and it's by accident with inflation. There's not as much supply for say gasoline right uh, because of you know. Russia invading Ukraine, mm-hmm. but there is the same amount of demand. Right. So prices are going up. Mm-hmm. Right. Oil is going up, and so, but, but that's by accident. I mean, that's or that's just economic forces happening. You right. know, something. I want this to be intentful. I want this to be purposeful. Mm. You need to be pricing more. You need that guilty and delighted. Mm. You want your customers to always feel guilty and delighted. When I was in high school, I had a car detailing, and I would go to, I would go to, the wealthy people's houses, mm-hmm. and they gave me their garage code. I would get in there, pull their cars out, wash it. By the time they woke up, eight nine in the morning, their car was clean, mm. and I charged them more. Because number one, I'm going. Number two, 
you know, it, it was, oh, I needed the money too, but I did a great job, the quality, mm-hmm. right? I knew I was doing a great job and and they were willing to pay more, right? right? They didn't have to drive to, they didn't have to drive to the car wash. Right. I was there and and were they willing to pay more for it? Not everybody, not everybody in, my, in those neighborhoods were my customer, but there were enough. Right. And, and that's part of making money. So it, I think maybe, you know, as I think about this show, maybe this is about making money today, yeah, right? For sure. <laughs> Understanding money, <laughs> making money, some basic tenants. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the other thing is, and I, I didn't want to poo-poo you know, everybody and saying, hey, you might not love what you do, but, um, but you'll have more fun when you start bringing more money in, mm-hmm. right? And, and you have more fun with your partner. And yes, are there gonna be times when, uh, this is true, when, when you almost get into fist fight with your partner, yeah. But you, you leave united, right? always, right. right? You may have disagreements, you may have, and that's where I think it's important that the audience just know that you have to be open to this. Yeah. You have mm-hmm. to be. You have to be open to new ideas. You have to be open to criticism, and you have to think the other way. You have to think. Well, okay, be the devil's advocate right. of your own. Yeah, exactly. Right. And yeah, don't stop sure. when a hurdle comes your way. Get over it. Oh yeah. Run through it. Yeah. yeah. You know. Uh, uh, again, my buddy Troy Swope, and I, I don't remember where he where he said he took it from, but the other. What, what is the saying? The other side of, uh, what did he say here? All th- what did he say here? All things great are on the, are on the other side of hard. Mm. All things great are on the other side of hard. You know, and, that is so true. And uh, yeah, and let me tell you, you know, footprint is a in Phoenix. It's become, and it will become a household name mm-hmm. nationally and globally, and. But it's become somewhat of a household name here in the valley, right? Or for sure, state. for sure. Um, I think everybody kind of knows now. Oh, it's the Footprint Center. You know, yeah, it's, they it's don't the even call it Suns Arena. They, they say the, the Footprint, footprint Center. center. Yep. Everybody calls it the Footprint Center. I think. Yep. I, everybody I know does. And you know what's what's great about that is it's it's the first time I think really that uh, a local company that's going to impact the world is you know sponsoring something yeah. as big as that. Yeah. Right. And and that's this is this is maybe my last point because I'm I'm taking up all the oxygen here in the room. No, you're good. Um, <laughs> but, that's what we got you here for. But uh, um, you know when when you think about what problem you're solving for, um, you know what the pain or the gap in the market is. Again, it could be like my buddy was just it was just time. He's like mm-hmm. I'm going to be there on time. That was is a simple concept. It wasn't. He wasn't, uh, he wasn't doing anything other than just making sure he's there on time. I wanna make sure that the audience knows that when, when you're hiring people, and we should do another segment on maybe hiring and firing, um, you know, because that's, that's really, there are too many people that are in positions that don't hire right, mm. and they don't fire right. Mm. That's, Very true. It's, a, it's, it's, it's it, there, I, I, I teach it in my courses just because I don't want I don't want students to walk out and think that they oh they've got this business degree but then they don't know how to hire people and they don't know how to fire people and we've all we've all been under people that smile up and kick down mm-hmm. right or mm. or just don't they don't play by the same rules they're all in it for themselves 
you know, and they're hiring people that are, it, we've all been there, but the, yeah. the point is you hire people for the cause, not the problem, mm. okay? You hire people for the cause, not the problem. There may be a problem that you're solving, but this younger generation wants impact. Yes. They want to be doing something that where their voice is heard. Very true. So instead of just hiring people for the problem, to fix the problem, you hire people for the cause. And then you're, you'll get more out of them. You'll get more productivity. They'll be happier. You'll get more retention. Mm-hmm. They'll stay longer. Mm. And that's part of hiring, I think, in this day and age, is you got to hire people for not the problem, but for the cause. Mm. I think, too, just because I hire people for what I do, um, it's not always about the experience either. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, and, and so I'm agreeing with you in the sense of I'll train you how to yeah, run this or do do the paperwork this way. That's, I, I don't care what you did in your past job mm-hmm. when you did that. That doesn't – because more times, often than not, it's the attitude that comes across, right? Yeah. And, like, how are you going to fit in my team? Because I have to run a team. Right. Of, of, of people to get the, all these tasks right. done. And if you can have all the knowledge in the world, mm-hmm. but you're not going to fit in and you're going to just, I, I can just tell you're going to disrupt everything, you know? And so many times I've, I've gotten into arguments with my upper management being like, oh, they had all the experience. They go, I don't want that person. Yep. And they're like, why? They had all the experience. I said, I'd rather have Jimmy who That's has none. Right. Right. That's right. I said, because I could train him to do all that That's stuff. It. But he has the attitude and the work the ethic. attitude is everything. Yes. You know, and the work ethic... That's going to go way people, more, right? yeah, yep. and it's going to go people, way it. more further yes. than, and because I know this guy. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I know yep. run across enough of these enough of these people that they're yes. going to probably cause more havoc. Oh, we did it this way. This over here, we did it. Th- I'm, I don't yeah, care right. how you did it over <laughs> right, there. Right. Go back to where you came right, from, right. man. This is how we. This do it is here. here. Yeah, this is totally different. So. I, I agree with that 100. Yeah. percent And again, yeah, it's investing into people. Mm-hmm. Investing for sure. People. It's always investing into people. Do we cover everything? Well, yes. I, I, I'm so I wore this shirt today. Oh, I, I wanted to I, ask you. I was. Okay. I've been sitting here all the time. Like I okay, love. Okay, we got here. So, so, <laughs> so there is a young entrepreneur. His name is Eli, and he has started a a cigar company. Okay. Called Buzz Monkey Cigars. Okay. And. And they are, it's a phenomenal product. Okay, do they have like regular t shirts? I'm not a huge polo guy. Yeah. Because well, I want that I'll, like, I'll really have them reach big. out to you. Yes, I'll have I them want reach like, out that to you. is such a cool logo, yes. man. I love that Thank thing. Thank you. And yeah. yeah. I, and so he gave me this shirt, and they're infused with different. So this is what, so I'm, I'm, I'm at a certain point in my life, you know, I, I try to be a cigar guy. Okay. For like six months, and <laughs> and I thought I had my, you know, and then I was like, ah, you know, I, I you it's know, a tough thing, it's yeah. tough, it's it tough. is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, so when Eli contacted me, and he told me cigars, I'm like, all right, well, I know cigars, I think, and you know, uh, sure, I, you know, I'll do one, one or two a year, and um, and then he started telling me that they're infused with like, um maybe a 
a whiskey. I was going to say, are they like cognac dip yeah, and stuff like that? Fire. Love oh it. My love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And I Bring am gonna, those here. I am going to tell Vanilla. <laughs> yes. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you just, they are amazing. Mm-hmm. And the presentation, they come in a glass tube nice. with a cork. And, you know, and, and he's he is very much in the disequilibrium. He never has enough supply. Mm. And so, and there's Does he a have lot a shop? of demand. Or is it online? It's online. Okay. It's online. Okay. Uh, Buzz Monkey, I'll I'll find it for you the uh, the website, but um, Buzz. But yeah, it's All right. it's uh, it, you know I'm in the entrepreneurial world, and so right. I got to rep, you know I got to rep the, the I love hustlers that. out there. That, that's that's, that's great. Yes. I, I I love the logo, everything yeah, too. He's got a partner, Seth, uh, mm-hmm. and and a couple of others, and that's important to know. Also, they're okay. they're yin and yang. Yeah, you know, and they they are rolling this thing forward, and I I want to say they just recently incorporated. They did a beta, they did a test market with the audience and their who they thought their audience was. Okay, they're not trying to sell it to, you know, twenty two. Their demographic is people that have money and are willing to spend it. Yeah, on on that, right? Fire. And yeah, so I'm a, I I I am going to say that now that I am. I have signed up to be a member, so I get cigars. Nice. Uh, that's how much. That's how much I like. Uh, I like these. But Buzz Monkey. Let me just see the the website, and then I'll let. Um, yeah. So it's Buzz-Monkey.com. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I guess last thing. Are you still doing the gnomes? From last yes. Time? Yes. Okay. The gnomes. The nomigos. Yes. The nomigos. Yes. yes. So that's a side hustle. People are yes. like, you know, I'm talking high finance. I'm meeting with all these. Chief investment officers raising capital, uh, you know, having a lot of fun, and then I've got this gnomes and culture business. Where so yeah, you and I were kind of texting back and forth because we were seeing if we could get our own. Gnomes. Yeah, and I and, uh, which is which fine because you you said you were though you were changing um, the company that you were using. Did that ever go through? Did you actually change over? Yes, because they were doing this, like the the more. I wouldn't say realistic, but like the the picture, I can't, can't remember how you were explaining it to me, but you, yeah. you had to send like pictures and stuff to yes. do more like photo realistic. More, more photo- uh, so we're moving into the more of a bobblehead that looks like you. Dope. You know, so kind of like when you go to a D-backs game, they've got, yeah. so so that's a, lo- that's a lot more readily available than people think. And, um, and so we're gonna start facilitating gnomes that are kind of bobblehead-ish and stuff That's like cool, that. Nice. And, and so, and it, let me tell you something. Of all the things that I do, that one puts the biggest smile on my I, face. I bet. It <laughs> makes the least amount of money, but it puts the biggest smile. It gets, right. it, so, so for the audience, not everything that you do needs to be solving a world crisis. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, it's great if it does. I'm not knocking it. But if it just makes people smile, you know, yeah. I mean, it's it is what it is, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. So, um, no, so the gnomes, yeah, nomigos.com for those of you who want to see what I look like when I'm going to be 75. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got the, the nombre, the gnome and ombre together, the Mexican gnome, and uh, we got the Jewish gnome, shalom gnome, and gnome heart, and all these. But mm-hmm. it's you gotta, you gotta. There are certain things that 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 you'll fall into, and you gotta test it out. I want to say too, uh, just because everybody out there, he wasn't lying when he said the people wanted you back. 
you yes. are probably one of the biggest shows that we've ever done. Um, so I want to thank you for uh, for coming for sure. on from the from the first time and that now again. Yeah, flying down from the mountains. Yeah, because you know. <laughs> no, I, I love it. the I lakes think of I've gotten, <laughs> <laughs> Right, right, right. We've gotten the most. Uh, we get so many questions, like questions, and and people were like, uh, it made me, you know, people were like, it made me think about how to run a business, or not even to run a business, but like how do I am how do I invest? Like, yeah. you know, cause you gave so many great, you know, little nuggets of information yeah. that people grabbed. Sure. And that's kind of, well, I'm just glad guys. we thank spun you. the block with you and, and you kind of came back and, and, and these kind of things, I, I, you know, I'm from the community. I want people to know that, that, yeah, you, you, you work hard, but you've got to have, you've got to have the right information. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if we're always thinking about high risk, high reward, and you're always going to be gambling, mm-hmm. and you're always going to wonder why you have no money, mm-hmm. or why you have any. There's a flip side to everything: low right. risk, high return. Low risk, not not high risk, high high reward. Right. That that's I mean that happens. High yeah. risk, high reward. Right. But 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 you know so you look at the winning the lottery, up. but how many people win the lottery? Right. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? It's yeah. and it's and and then here's the problem with with the lottery. Not that um, you know I don't want people to win the lottery, but if you don't know how to make it, it goes like that. Yep. Right. So if you haven't if you haven't actually been clawing, and all of a sudden you've got millions. Yeah. It's gonna because you don't and and we see this unfortunately with a lot of professional athletes. Mm-hmm. It's not that um, it's not that they have done anything wrong. It's not that they're not intelligent, and, you know. And then we we criticize them, like you know, like oh, you blew 150 million. Listen, uh, they they didn't grow up knowing. You know, they grew up probably a lot like us. They didn't they didn't know what's how right. smart money. You know, yes, they're talented, and they you know, but they they were taken advantage of, and, and you know, I got news for you. You know, agents aren't necessarily always your your best friend, right? Just talking about this That's earlier, yeah. and so um, not to throw everybody in that all agents in that bucket there, but but um, these are the types of things. That's why I'm talking today is because your audience is going to come into money, and they need to understand how it thinks. Smart yeah. money, yeah. Thinks. Mm. Well, I really appreciate yeah, you coming. Yeah, thank you, man. No, the door's always open. Anytime you want to come on and, and, and talk about whatever's going on right now financially or whatever, uh, the door's always open. We would love, obviously, would love to have you on again. Um, yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'd love you. to talk about, you know, the, you know, just the economy in general, how things are rolling out. And, you know, I don't like to focus on the economy as a, uh, as a negative. Right. I like to talk about the economy and okay, so if food is more expensive, instead of complaining about it, maybe you should invest into sprouts or whatever, you know, mm, or right. you know, um, people still need to eat. Right. Right. So so having just a little bit different mentality. Idea. Yeah, right. Mentality, uh, yeah. that's that instead of just seeing the economy and saying, Oh, you know, inflation, gasoline so high, you know, and well, maybe there's something else that you could be doing to mm. put your money in to take advantage of that. Right. right. Maybe we should have been investing in oil companies. Mm. <laughs> you right. know, right. I mean, there, there's, true. there's, and so, 
anyways, we can do that later. But thank you guys for yeah, having thank me. You. I yeah, really yeah, appreciate thank you. It. Yeah, yes. thank you so much. Anyways, you guys stay safe. You guys stay positive out there. And as always, this is the Gray Space. Peace. Peace.